Hello, hello, good morning. Welcome to It's Time for Affordable Housing. I'm your favorite host, LaShondra Grace, the apartment lady, founder of the Apartment Housing Rentals Foundation. So here we go again. <laughs> We're looking for affordable housing in the United States. Yesterday we talked about, um, oh, we heard a story um, about Steph uh, Curry, who, you know, didn't want an affordable housing complex in his backyard and that was rightfully so now i'm going to talk about um what i've been telling you guys about for the longest now don't get me wrong even with that steph curry situation where they wanted to put an affordable housing complex in a neighborhood where the minimum price of a, a property the, the minimum value of a property was $8.2 million. Like, seriously? So you're going to do that. That doesn't even work. It doesn't make sense. So that brings me back to, you know, back to what I was saying. Like, they're making it so that the workforce housing community don't have a place to stay. It's just, I mean, so this story that I'm reading today from Wisconsin is really talking about the workforce housing community. I feel like, and it's on my website, you know my website, www.theapartmentlady.org, www.theapartmentlady.org. I feel like every taxpayer deserves a place to stay. Every taxpayer deserves a place to stay. We need them. And and I can't say, you know, I, I you know, you guys heard me say. I like my hotel rooms being clean. I like my food being prepared if I want to go to some dining establishment. I don't care if it's fast food up to five star. I like that. Okay, so I feel like they are very important. Um, but let's just do this story. Uh, this story is coming from uh, Planted Planted Z. Zan, how about this? Let me just, uh, <laughs> let me spell it. P-L-A-N-E-T-I-Z-E-N.com, okay? All right, Wisconsin workers struggle to find affordable housing. The state is facing a workforce housing shortage and rising costs, but some cities and towns make it difficult to build new housing near jobs. Mm. Okay, so a debate over workforce housing is brewing in Wisconsin communities as housing costs rise and workers struggle to find affordable housing near their jobs. Writing in urban Milwaukee, Evan Casey describes the mounting crisis. As Evan Casey explains, Wisconsin has a shortage of more than 123 thousand rental units according to the national low-income housing coalition a january study from ford analytics also found that wisconsin needs to build up to 227,000 new housing units this decade in order to solve its housing needs meanwhile there are 1.37 jobs for every home in wisconsin county I mean, Waukesha County, the county with the highest imbalance in the state, yet plans to promote affordable housing development are meeting 
with backlash in some communities where local officials fear the changes in multifamily housing could bring with one city alder making this comment. We don't, what did it say? We don't step down to allow people who can't afford to live in Brookfield to come in. Oh my gosh, right? So let me, let me read that, that last sentence of the last two sentences. It says, yet plans to promote affordable housing developments are meeting um, with backlash in some communities where local officials fear the changes multifamily housing could bring with one alder making a comment, we don't step down to allow people who can't afford to live in Brookfield come in. Mm. So for, for communities that do not want to make it easier to build affordable housing, the League of For communities who do not want to make it easier to build affordable housing, the League of Wisconsin Municipalities partnered with several statewide groups to release a toolkit for municipalities that include zoning reforms to help promote affordable housing. The toolkit recommends eliminating or reducing restrictions on lot widths, um, accessory uh, dwelling units, ADUs, the multifamily buildings, and missing middle housing options such as duplexes. All right, guys. So, here it is. They're talking about the workforce housing. And and guess what? The workforce housing community, that is everybody that's working. So, this is not, this is not low income. This is people that's working. I don't care if it is minimum wage. You guys set the minimum wage st- standards. But these are people that's working. These are people that we need in these communities. And these are people that are not being afforded housing. Now, I have been telling you guys, this is coming from the middle class down. So I'm talking about, I'm talking about EMT workers, nurses. I, I Look, we need them all. We need the cashiers. We need the security guards. We need them to make this world, you know, spin around, especially in the United States where we have gotten so, 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 so spoiled to having all these amenities. We need this, right? So, so basically though, my thing is, why are you guys? So, um, I, um, I'm going to be doing this interview about redlining in Chicago with the National Public Housing Museum. And when I looked at the questions, I'm like, hmm, okay. So, you know, I started doing my little research or whatever. I started doing the research and I, and I found out, you know, about the black belt in, in Chicago. I never really read about that, how when the black people uh, started to come to Chicago, um, when they were finally were let in, Chicago, they were stuck in um, in a certain area, but that area ran, you know, uh, several miles. However, it was a, a a strip. And then, you know, I grew up in on that strip. So all these years later, over fifty, you know, sixty, seventy years later, I grew up on that strip in the public housing. Uh, development and I I didn't understand why that public housing development was right there and because I just felt like you know it was close to downtown and close to the lake and this and another but now I get it right um 
And so it was just all about redlining. And then um, over time, you know, black middle-class families were able to be accepted into other neighborhoods, one of the neighborhoods, which I reside in now. Uh, But then once they started doing that, the other people, um, the other races, whites left. How about that? They left those neighborhoods, but then once they left the neighborhoods, um, more black people started moving in, and guess what? The taxes in the neighborhood, you know, they disappeared, because this is what makes a neighborhood, you guys, tax money. How much tax money is coming in decides how, how much you can build in that neighborhood. How much tax money coming in decides the spending power and what what stores and what businesses you get in that neighborhood, right? And so then these neighborhoods, they just deteriorated. I mean, literally deteriorated, right? And so I'm saying, instead of trying to put these what quote-unquote affordable housing complexes in neighborhoods that don't even want them, why don't you build up the neighborhoods that need them? Put them there. Why don't they want to put them in those neighborhoods? Because they won't get as much rent. They won't get as much rent if they put a new affordable housing complex in South Shore or Inglewood, Chicago. They won't get as much rent. But is that what it's about? Because at the end of the day, the United States is responsible for making sure that all of their taxpayers have a place to stay. Let me know what you think about this on any site that you're listening to. It's time for affordable housing. Thank you guys for listening. I will be back tomorrow. I am LaShondra Grace, the apartment lady, and you're listening to It's Time for Affordable Housing.